she thought afterwards, little guessing that for Jeremy Farrow they had indeed opened and shoved him down a path into a nightmare of events, ghosts he thought laid forever, never to confront again in his mortal life. Gorgeous, isn't she? Imogen said lamely, squinting at the name, Portrait of Lena. Pharaoh nodded, said slowly, Lena, Lena Hamilton. And by Rossetti, too, Imogen smiled, a pre-Raphaelite. It is indeed, Pharaoh replied. You knew her? Imogen demanded sharply. Again, Pharaoh nodded. Imogen turned to the portrait. Scotch, is she? I thought you never came to London. Ignoring that, he said, She is, or was, from Glasgow. Imogen took his arm. Tell me more, Pharaoh, I'm intrigued. How did you come to meet her? Imogen, darling, oh, there you are. The interruption came across the crowded floor as Olivia, Pharaoh's stepdaughter-in-law, rushed towards them. The two women embraced, and Olivia planted a kiss on his cheek. Vince not with you? Pharaoh asked. An emergency at the palace. Vince was a junior physician to Her Majesty's household, and such emergencies were common among the hordes of young royals. Olivia grinned. The usual story, not that he's bothered. You know what he's like. Doesn't care for these grand occasions. Took that from you, stepfather. Badly brought up, she laughed. Count Van Schutz is dying to meet you, Imo. He's read one of your books. Will you excuse us, stepfather? She didn't get an answer, and Imogen darted Pharaoh a look of concern as she was led away. He wanted very much to be alone at that moment. His heart was beating wildly. He could hear it, and in that atmosphere of heat, expensive cigar smoke and heady perfumes, he hoped that he wasn't going to collapse, make an exhibition of himself, and embarrass Olivia and Imogen as the portrait of Lena refused to release him holding him hypnotised, as her smiling eyes had once held him more than thirty years ago. The gate to hell had indeed opened. There was no escape. The world of 1887 had dissolved, had never been born, and twenty-seven-year-old Jeremy Farrow was in Kent. The nightmare was about to begin. Chapter One 1860. Constable Jeremy Farrow was in pursuit of a notorious criminal who had made his escape over the border. The villain was a man of many disguises, with as many crimes, including murder, to his name, and only Farrow had ever seen him face to face. In the fight that followed, beaten to the ground and left for dead, he survived his injuries with one important fact to offer he would recognise Macheath again. "'We have had one piece of luck, Constable,' said Detective Sergeant Noble, recently seconded from the Glasgow police. "'He's down in Kent, at present held in custody at Abbey Wood. So you'd better get down there sharpish and bring him back to stand trial. You're the only witness who can identify him.' Pharaoh had little option in the matter, despite misgivings that he refrained from outlining. 
He knew his enemy, and, more importantly, that all the restraint that the Kent police had on offer might be totally inadequate to detain this wily character in one of their cells. In addition, an added complication apparently unnoted by D.S. Noble, Pharaoh realised that the McKeith he had encountered could be completely transformed by shaving off his beard. But an order from above was a command, and there were hints of promotion in store. Young Constable Pharaoh was proving competent and trustworthy, and the success of this assignment carried with it hints of promotion. His remarkable powers of observation and deduction in solving baffling cases had already much impressed Chief Inspector McPhee, recently retired. These were, however, somewhat cynically regarded by D.S. Noble, who showed a regrettable tendency to throw all the impossible jobs his way and make them sound...